say, just as we always do, just to maybe start as a starter for 10, as they say. So this is from page 56 of uh, the big book from We Agnostics. Our friend was a minister's son. He attended church school where he became rebellious at what he thought an overdose of religious education. For years thereafter, he was dogged by trouble and frustration, business failure, insanity, fatal illness, suicide. These calamities in his immediate family embittered and depressed him. Post-war disillusionment, ever more serious alcoholism, impending mental and physical collapse brought him to the point of self-destruction. One night when confined to a hospital, in a hospital, he was approached by an alcoholic who had known a spiritual experience. Our friend's gorge rose as he bitterly cried out, if there is a God, he certainly hasn't done anything for me. But later in his room, he asked himself a question. Is it possible that all the religious people I have known are wrong? While pondering the answer, he felt as though he lived in hell. Then, like a thunderbolt, a great thought came. It crowded out all else. Who are you to say there is no God? The man recounts that he tumbled out of bed to his knees. In a few seconds, he was overwhelmed by a conviction of the presence of God. It poured over and through him with the certainty and majesty of a great tide at flood. The barriers he'd built through the years had swept, were swept away. He stood in the presence of infinite power and love. He had stepped from bridge to shore. For the first time, he lived in conscious companionship with his creator. Thus was our friend's cornerstone fixed in place. No greater vicissitude had shaken it. His alcoholic problem was taken away. That very night, years ago, it disappeared. Save for a few moments of temptation, the thought of a drink has never returned. And at such times, a great revulsion had risen up at him. Seemingly, he could not drink even if he would. God had restored his sanity. There you go. Over to you, Paul. Well, hello, everybody. Paul, alcoholic. Uh, hey, Paul. Yeah, some people... See, in, in the other meetings, we talk about duality, but here you can see a great example of duality. He went to a great depth, or seemingly, he appeared in a great depth of despair, and then suddenly there was a, a springing to another exaltated state, yes? So this is what happens here. But the thing is, his, like it says here, his alcoholic problem was taken away, but probably his living problem wasn't, yeah? That's why we need a way of life, yeah? These events occur, and they establish us in a new condition, but without a way of life, the old condition will probably rise over it again, yeah? Some people have great surrenders on Monday, and they're fucked on Wednesday, yeah? So... What allows this, this newfound condition to grow and to uh, extend in time? A way of life, a design for living, yeah? Because the design for living that we've been introduced to actually accentuates this condition of reliance on something greater than self, yeah? It actually reinforces what was offered in that event. It reinforces it. It doesn't squelch it. It doesn't put it to rest or put it to sleep. It actually enlivens it. So the way of life in a, you know, because there's going to be a day after the day of surrender, probably, and then a day after that, and a day after that, this is what we need a way of life to go through. Yeah. 
It's great to have the epiphany. It's great to have the events. But sometimes the greatest changes are in the ordinary. Yeah. Yeah. So these things can sort of be a, a let's say, a road sign and, and a convincing that, yes, something has really changed. But what's going to allow that change to grow in a certain direction is a way of life. Yeah. So I find, uh, you know, I, my own experience with this uh, was sort of how it came about with me. I had, I didn't know about recovery really. I, the recovery attempts that happened to me were going into programs. I went into two programs voluntarily really. One of them, this program in the Bronx, Project Return, because I was running around with a, a guy from England and this guy was totally fucked and he gave me the advice that I should go to a program. I mean, I couldn't believe it. I said, wait a minute, if, if this diagnosis is coming from him, I better really you know, consider this situation because this guy is screwed. So it actually motivated me to go into a program called Project Return. And then I, I left on a resentment there after three months and I went back into the same maelstrom. And then the next time I attempted to resurface was two year program called Delancey Street. Yeah. And then that also had a much longer effect because I was in there longer, but I still went back out. And after 10 months after that, leaving Delancey Street, but I left in very good terms. I sort of like graduated with flying colors, you know. Uh, I ended up in that trailer park and something struck me sober. And I sincerely believe that it not only did that, it initiated a train of circumstance that brought me to my first meeting that same night. I don't think without the second part of the, the surrender, it would have really, it would have died on the vine in a few days. I really feel that. So I had, you know, I got struck sober and the, that constant urge was taken away. And I've never had a real strong feeling or thought about drinking or using, but I'll tell you, confronting a, a, a you know, day-to-day -day living was really the dilemma yeah so i didn't know how to live sober so so uh i needed a way of life seriously maybe others it doesn't have to happen that way but in my case it did so i had the whack somebody picked me up i thought for other purposes but she actually put a demand on me being able to stay at her house and that was to go to a meeting. She brought me to my first meeting and I've been going ever since for 32 years. So that way of life allowed that which was established to stay established. Yes. Yeah, because you got to realize something can get established, but in time it can be unestablished. Yeah, we've got a strange thing going on here called time. So you can be struck by the word of God and forget about it in three days later. Yeah, this is the dilemma. Now, if your life would have stopped at that point, hallelujah. But in fact, 
you know, you went home and everyone in your house saw you the exact same way as they used to see you and shit like that. And then suddenly in that divine state, a resentment arises. What the fuck? What am I going to do with that? Yeah, well, there you go. Inventory. Yeah, so you now have a way of life because the old condition is persistent. It will, it will keep trying to invade the new condition. Yeah, it will lose its strength over time, but it's got some good salvos it's ready to fire. Yeah, so I'm a true believer in um, a way of life. Now, it doesn't have to be recovery, but in, for my experience, it was recovery. Maybe it would be another way of life. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, it's all well and good to have the uh whatever you call it, the blinding light experience, but without a without a, a programmed ha uh flashlight, you're not going to see that far. Yeah. So seriously. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people have incredible spiritual uh experiences and they end up drunk still yeah so i've seen a lot of buddhists become drunk buddhists i've seen a mm -hmm. lot of enlightened people to become drunk enlightened people yeah there was famous mm -hmm. one called uh trunk trunk Rinpoche. he died a drunk and uh there's a lot of it so yes and then you know of course they had to explain all this earlier in AA because people thought that would be the only way anything could happen. I'd have to be, you know, a lightning bolt and I'd have to be on a cliff with the wind blowing my hair back with all my ex-girlfriends and hopefully future girlfriends looking at me adoringly. No, it doesn't, it really, you know, it may just be as simple as that. You make a decision to turn one's will and life over to care, and you go home and you start writing, you know, basically. So, I mean, yeah. It's nice when you have both surrenders. The one surrender of the big light, and then you go home and you write <laughs> an inventory. <laughs> but I don't think one excludes the other, yes? Yeah, yeah, yes. So, seeing you're not a self doesn't take away the effects of selfing. Hmm. Yeah, selfing is a mechanical activity. That, that fucking mechanical dog's still going to bark. Yeah, you better get ready. If you think that uh, you, as the way you are, are going to be transcended into like a, you know, an eternal miniature golf course, that's just, that's... Uh, that thinking, I think, is off. Yeah? Yeah. So, a lot of beautiful, beautiful possibilities here need to be nurtured because there is a tendency of this movement. You know, it takes only a second to destroy something. It may take a while to build something. So, there's a, there's a certain movement in this experience called living that tends to go to the, you know, the a certain side it's easy to fuck everything up in a in about 17 minutes so to speak yeah or like some people would say yeah uh you know i i it's taken me 22 years in this living sober it could be gone in a fucking hour yeah so 
basically you have to see there's a certain uh, momentum you want to that we're we're swimming through. Yes. So mm-hmm. when let's say there's a grace or a demonstration of a miracle, it's good to honor it. Yes, because the head will forget it very quickly. Yeah. So our role is to be aware of that stuff and notice it and make a make a statement. It doesn't have to be like a a formal resurrecting of a temple on the site, but to demonstrate and honor and have gratitude towards what has happened. That perhaps we've been under the influence of a better way for a long time. Yeah. And it's given us the means and the ways to swim through some of those currents that are in place. Yes. Not all currents are going one way. There's diverse currents. Some want to suck you back into the old uh, gravitational pull. Others are there are if they form habits, they'll easily bring you into the light. Yeah, it's really the grooves that are set. And some grooves need a way of life to be changed. Yeah, they do. And that's why we say in recovery, I used to try to really uh, emphasize it is the idea of habits. Yeah, as a way of life, because if you just take the simple diagnosis, the problem resides in the mind, then you don't want to have the problem to have a lot of say in your solution, obviously. Yeah, it would be, that would be insane. So what is a habit? A habit is an action without thought. Yeah. So I always use the example. I don't think about going to a meeting. I think about which one. Yes. So I'm in a habit. And to me, it, it's a habit of being sober. Yeah. I'm in the habit. My fallback mechanism isn't to drink. It's to not drink. Yeah. <laughs> it's to stay, to stay sober. That's the fallback. Before, it was immediately to try to change my feelings. I, that isn't, the mechanism isn't built that way anymore. I, more, I've been undone and put together again. Yeah. Where I'm in the habit of being sober. Tell you the truth. Yeah. And how did that happen? Well, by taking suggestions and taking suggestions and following them, those suggestions turn into habits. And if this, if they're sound, they become a crystallized condition, which is a principle. Yeah. And now your life is governed by principles, not your fucking, you know, your feeling of how it is or the thoughts about how, how it's going, but a principle like this too shall pass. Yes. All these things. So yeah, I'm a, I love the uh, the contrast in when you get whacked. But to tell you, I, w- I really believe that if that lady would have uh, agreed with my little plan and bought the coke and got the drink and got the you know, I would have gotten loaded and that surrender would have been forgotten quite easily. Yeah, but instead she brought me to a meeting. And a way of life was introduced to me, and I took it. Yeah. And therefore, that light has extended in 32 years. Pretty awesome. Yeah. Can you imagine having an explosion of light that extended for 32 years? Mm. Not just a later, but.
of it for 32 years. That's what a way of life does. That's what a design, design of, of, of for living does. Yeah, It takes that possibility and extends it. And it makes it real. Yeah? It makes it real in this unreal dreaming. Yeah, that's pretty fucking powerful. Hmm. So, yeah, I'm a believer. Uh, you, you know, you can't, you know, it's sort of like people, we used to have a joke where someone innocently shares, oh, they had an enlightening event. They were in Costco or Walmart and <laughs> they were in the appliance aisle around 11 in the morning on a Wednesday, and then a toaster fell off the shelf and hit them on the head, and they woke up. So now people hear that, and they think they got to get to Costco on Wednesday, hopefully have a friend pushing up, especially has to be a toaster. It can't be a microwave or anything, a toaster. It has to, and then maybe you'll get it. No. It is not saddled by any. You can have a you can have a waking up moment by reading the fucking dictionary. It doesn't matter the, the settings and the circumstances. It's grace, yeah, yeah. So just take care of the action figure. Allow it to have a way of life, and you may have many, many, many lovely spiritual experiences. Yeah. And you know those experiences won't be put out in a half hour by your old habits. They'll be extended by your new habits. Yeah. We give life to incredible possibilities here. We can. We can give life to it. We can give life to a, li a, a, to a life of service. We can give life to these things. We can see the miracle of what's doing for us what we couldn't do for ourselves and have a lot of honor around that and gratitude being so super clear that the effects and the results I'm living in were not produced by me <laughs> no come no no way yeah that's an incredible humbling reflection yeah and I find it allows more and more of that which is done for you what you couldn't do for yourself to do exactly that to keep doing for you what you can't do for yourself. It can, it can become a way of life, really. Why, how do you, do you think if I thought I was the speaker at these things, I would have come here every Tuesday morning? <laughs> no fucking way. I would have judged my condition not serviceable enough to do this job. Yeah? I would think I didn't fulfill my ideas of the requirements necessary. But thank God I never do any of these talks. <laughs> I never do. All I do is sit in the chair. And then something does the rest. <laughs> it's just that simple. Yeah. So, yeah, all right. Thanks. Thank you very much, Paul. And, and now it's, um, it's question time. So... Raise your hand in the participants column. You've got a question or something you want to discuss with Paul. If you're on Facebook, uh, please post in the Facebook comment section and um, Kaiser will relay your question to us. But with the first questions going to our friend Walter. One second, one second. Yeah, okay. Good morning, good evening. Hello. I was wondering, you know, this uh, 
Epiphanies, how you call them? Epiphanies. I know them, you know, and exactly like you say, next moment you're on the on piss again. And last week I was thinking, I mean, beautiful how you put it, you know, really excellent. I could make a cartoon out of you. Uh, but last week I was thinking, you know, all the seeking and searching, which I have been doing half my life, you know, basically looking for this epiphany, epiphany, and uh, getting frustrated about it and getting loaded again, you know, until a point of absolute desperation, grab my money, run to India, do exactly like you do, did, do a lot of meditation and so on. But just the, the seeking for it is already like a fucking drug. Yes. And, and you put it really beautiful to, 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 to do the maintenance and indeed, you know, just do the service and do it to the meeting, but the whole, go to the meeting. This, but this whole point, you know, from reading this endless books on a high level from, from spirituality, going to this guru, to, going to that guru, from, it's, a, it's an addiction itself. It can be, yes. Hmm. Yes. See, anything can be, if it is or it anything. isn't, based on certain conditions. Not outside, but as us. Yeah? The mental state will claim what's, what we're doing for a different purpose and give it its own purpose, which is the bondage to the idea of being the seeker. Yeah. So, and therefore, then all that seeking isn't working for your best uh results yeah it's being acclaimed by an activity that without us knowing it yeah we don't understand we we have a surface idea of i'm doing this to get better but there's a lot of other ideas that we're not seeing yeah the mental condition of selfing is using the spiritual behavior to produce a sense of being a spiritual giant let's say yeah this is what happens. It needs to be noticed because it's going on and its effects are based on us seeing it or not seeing it. If we see it, there's a possibility of its success rate going down quite a lot. Yeah, because it needs us to believe it's shit. <laughs> it just does. Yeah. When we start becoming healthily suspicious, then... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just find out see what happens so yeah i'm not a swearer off of anything because it's really the meaning doesn't come from what you're doing it's being given a meaning by something going on yeah so if you can recognize it and you could have a beautiful uh sense of peace sitting quietly you don't have to call it meditation yeah, you just, uh, yeah. Things that seem to have taken, you know, you don't have to make a huge, all right, I'm going on this spiritual pilgrimage. You can just stop for a second, sit on a chair. Doesn't have to be a throne or a zazen. <laughs> sit down and you'll sense the presence, yeah? Because how can you not? You are that. <laughs> <laughs> you just sit in the most uh, most unbelievable places and being totally silent. 
on, 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 uh, huh? you don't have to sit in front of a guru somewhere in India, somewhere, wherever, you know, I mean, a lot of times I was sitting in front of a guru from, hey, I want to get out of here. I want to sit in a bar, you know? Yeah. Well, the point is, you see, to someone maybe just starting, it's going to be part of his or her dreaming themselves out of the dreaming to see the grooves. But see, you've done it all. So now that's a done episode. Now you've, you're moving on. Yeah. Yeah. That episode has great value because you're now convinced of something you weren't convinced of before. You convinced of the futility of trying to find what you are with what you are. Yeah, you've convinced her that. That's incredibly valuable. Yeah. So it's incredible. Even anything, I don't see anything as a mistake because it all, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. I This takes me off on a big tangent, but see, the idea of the higher power is very closely associated to my idea of what the Holy Spirit is presented as in the Course in Miracles, yeah? So the Holy Spirit is basically going to take the same information your brain is taking in, and what the brain is doing is it's taking all that information and it's applying it to the body. So you're living in a self-centered interpretation, yes? So the brain's taking in what's happening, collates it to it has to be happening to Paul. That's that's its mechanicalness, yeah? Now, the Holy Spirit, or the higher power, let's say, in recovery view, takes the same information but collates it or sees totally different uh, aspects of it that the brain doesn't, yeah? So now you have a you have another interpretation of life that may suit you so much better than the mental interpretation of life, yeah? What most of us, we're caught in the mental interpretation of life because no matter what other interpretation we meet, it's the same Paul that meets it, which is the interpretation of self, yeah? So self lends its interpretation to all the other interpretations. That's why it says in recovery, self-knowledge avails us nothing. Yeah, Knowledge avails many people of a lot. But when the knowledge is claimed by self, it may lead to doing absolutely nothing for you concerning the get, becoming free from self. It's actually reinforcing the imaginary bondage. Yeah? Who would have thunk? Well, you need to know because it's going on. Yeah? <laughs> this isn't like a once-in-a-lifetime thing. It's mechanically happening all day wherever we are. Yeah? Yet we are happening before it. Yeah? We are always happening. As spirit, we did not come as Kerry, and we're not going to go as Kerry. Yeah? We are the animation of Kerry, or what's called Kerry. But Kerry is not the is not the one animating anything. We're that animation, and in my sense, it doesn't seem like it had any starting point, and it doesn't seem like it has any end point. And from my estimation, also, it surely seems like it's before the thoughts, yeah, because it's the it's the light that allows the thoughts to be noticed, yeah. So, I must be that. How can I be of thought? That would mean I'm a manufactured thing from an activity of thought. 
I'm before thought. Yeah? Then why have why are thoughts dominating what this life looks like? Because I'm looking through thoughts as the thinker, which is a fucking thought. I'm in the bondage of self. So all these exotic interpretations are met by the same self. That's the dilemma. Yeah? That's where the meanings come. So you can have Indian Buddhism and you try to get it through the meaning of being Paul, it's Paul's probably going to win out. Yeah? So let's look, are we Paul? Then maybe our calling would be practicing Indian Buddhism far out. That's great. Yeah? Yes. But you see, use what's happening to see what you're not. Why not? Yeah. There's an assumption every time an action comes to Rob or Kerry that it's Rob and Kerry that's doing the action. That's basic all day. If it isn't true, guess what? Could you imagine if that's let to go? Then the, by the time you're checking things out, you're in a state of false evidence, looking at false evidence and taking it to be appearing real. Yeah. If you don't think there's any way out, you're going to take whatever way out there's available. Let's get fucking loaded. Against tons of evidence, that would be the most insane thing to do. You'll still do it. Because it looks bleak. You have no other... See, selfing, selfing is an activity that says you're already a self. So if you start with that premise, the only thing you can hope for is to get out of it, really. You're not able to entertain, hey, I'm not that. You're entertaining, I'm that, and I want to get out of it. Yeah? And so we are perfect examples. I use spirituality. I didn't, but there was a using of spirituality. There was a using of drugs. There was use of alcohol. There was a using of reading. There was every a lot of things that are cool in and of themselves were used to try to get out of self. Unfortunately, as self. I didn't know that until I did. Yeah? Now I've known it ever since. It's not a knowledge that you build on. It's a knowledge that you see from. You finally see you're not that. And then you're seeing all everything else from there. <laughs> yeah? It's not a knowledge that builds on. It's a knowledge you see from. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Thank you, Walter. Cheers, Walter. Yeah. Next, Rick Rowe. Rick. Hey, Walter, it's just done for you. All that stuff's done for you. Yeah, just, uh, yeah. It's like a dead horse. I'm <laughs> riding with you. I had to stop to think, the, and I'm telling you, hey, it's a dead horse. <laughs> What's the appropriate response? Just get up. Yeah hitchhike or whatever. Something better will come along. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cheers, well done. Okay, Rick Rowe. Rick. Everyone, Rick Alcoholic. Hey, Paul. Um, it's great topic, by the way. Thank you uh, for bringing that 
uh, uh, to the table here. I had a um, my aha moment, this God moment. Um, and I believe that God speaks to us in a way that only we will know. And um, when I was doing dishes, I had heard this clear voice that came from the crown of my head. And it was the loudest voice of my own voice. Um, but it changed me. But at that moment that it happened, though, and this is the confusing part, my brain shut down and I denied it for two days. And then I had another aha moment that reminded me of that reminder of that moment. And I thought I was going insane was the feeling that I was left with. And I believe that my mind shut it down. And I'm bringing this to the table now is my mind shut down because it couldn't handle it is what I believe. Um, And when I speak about that moment, uh, I go back there in an instant. And that is my reminder. Um, I believe that this, there is something else. Um, I'm putting that on the table because I'm not sure where to go with that now, or if this is a, a, a one-time experience that is going to happen, which is great. Um, but it's the denial part that keeps kicking back in. It's that part that says, disregard, disregard, disregard. You need to think more about this other stuff over here. Um, I just want to know your thoughts, I guess, more so on that. All right. Well, you know, it's funny. When I got run over by the car, yes, my mind shut down. That was too much for it. You have to see what a threat light is to the mental condition. Yeah, the mental condition shuts down because of its un, it cannot grok light, the light. Yeah, now for that to happen in my life on other levels, I had to get run over twice by a car. It's the same car to have that, that sort of defense come up. Yeah. Now, this is what happens when a little free sample occurs. Obviously, the head sees it as an incredible threat. Yeah. To what? To its own dominance. That's all. It's sort of like something that swam in letters, that lived by letters, would only want paragraphs and sentences and fucking periods and commas. Yeah. That's the only thing it would brook. Because that's the only way it knows anything. That's the only, That's what it seems to live in. Yeah? When another possibility comes up against that, that sets off the alarms of that system. Yeah? And if it hits to a point, it will just shut down. It will just try not to... It will try to make that, which always exists, seem not to exist at all. Yeah, so there. So, But see, that denial... It's almost as if you got a ink tattoo and now the head is try- is trying to deny you got the ink tattoo. All you got to do is look at the arm and there's the tattoo. <laughs> yeah. So somewhere in you it's already established. So all of the denial is just is like dealing with echoes from a very deep place. Don't worry about it. Yeah. You don't have to f- 
and you don't have to make it a big of experience. First of all, it wasn't an experience. It was an absence of experience. My, my feeling. So the head also is playing the other role. Well, I want that to establish. And then the other part of the head is, I want to destroy it. No, it's neither, bro. Yeah. That would, that's my humble assessment. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah. Cheers, Rick. Thanks very much, mate. And next is Skylar. Hey, Skylar. You have to unmute there, Skylar. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Unmute again. Hello. Hi. Yeah. Okay. Um, Paul, I lost my kitty cat last night, and I'm experiencing sad, the emotion sad. Um, I'm trying not to, I mean, ugh, just meow. <laughs> I'm just devastated, but I know like, but like, I love what you said. Like we didn't go as, her name was Ryder. Like she didn't go as Ryder and she's not like leaving as Ryder. Like I think that her soul, like, like literally went into my heart, like, like she's with me right now. She can hear everything. She's not in the body that's like outside my front door right now in a box. Just like what happened was I was like doing laundry and then I felt the clothes and they were still damp. And then like, so then I ran it again. And between that time she went in the dryer and then after 40 minutes and I was on the phone with my sponsor and I took your suggestion. And then I opened up the dryer and she was there dead and stiff and I just like held her in my arms and I tried to do CPR it's just traumatic I'm sure you can visualize and like I just I know that it I couldn't have been any other way and that's the only thing that can make me grapple with it is like it was meant to be like it was her time like I want to believe that like I know that it was meant to be that way. I wouldn't have done it any differently. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't have felt around the whole entire big load that it was and like checked, you know, it just happened. And like, I'm just, I haven't experienced death ever. And she was my baby. And so. Well, this is part of it. You shared it in a safe in a safe arena. So there you go. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's not about, see, I know it's difficult at this time, but the, the head's story is where the doer, no matter what. Yeah. Just see that you're not that. It's not about stopping it because that just, it doesn't work that way. You just see that it's going to say what it's going to say based on those premises. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So this is what we're, yeah. And in, in my experience, I have a simple ruler for what happened or didn't happen. If something happened, it was supposed to happen. If something didn't happen, it wasn't supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. Really end the story. Yeah. And then yeah. just feel it out. And it's a good thing you're sharing it. And uh, yeah. Yeah. 
I like what you said. You just said it again, but like taking false evidence and thinking it's real, like going backwards and like making up a billion different yes. stories. It's going to do that. That's what it does. But that doesn't mean you're doing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. See, this isn't, you're not going to see that when we talk about traveling lighter, it doesn't, it's, it doesn't imply that everything gets great. Yeah. It implies you have the ability to like in recovery, we say on page 63, you'll start noticing that you're facing life successfully. Yeah. So what does that mean for a basic addict alcoholic is that you don't drink, let's say in situations mm -hmm. that used to trigger you to drink. But yeah. You start learning that you can face life successfully. In other words, whatever life has in store for us, you travel lighter through it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the traveling lighter. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't mean uh, the sh shit doesn't hit the fan. It means you travel lighter through the shit hitting the fan. Yes. So, yeah. 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 So it's just, you have to realize that if your head could still demand to, to have you see yourself as the doer in all those nights when you were totally loaded and you were apt to do almost anything based on what was driving you, you've got to realize the, uh, that's one of the main planks of selfing is the idea of being the personal doer of a lot of shit that we have nothing to do with. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So yeah. in a situation like this, this comes to light. There's a huge contrast because you may be able not to see yourself as a doer in simple little things, but it likes to bring out the big guns, you know, and yeah. then, uh, and then all it needs is one example. And then, see, you've been the doer of everything. Yeah, it's just, it's like a very, it's like a cheap lawyer that has the same case for every different defendant. It's the same, same gotcha. So just see it and uh, allow your emotions to come out and and grieve away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah why not? That's what's yeah. going on, eh? But do you suggest that I stare at my dead cat because I want, like, I don't think so. I don't suggest that, no. Okay. <laughs> I think that's a bad idea. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I would think so, yes. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> do, you see the movies? do you ever see the movies where they have uh, something happen to somebody and the people have the same room for 20 years? They have all this stuff. You know, uh, the yeah. same stuff, it's like a museum. I think, wow, that's, I don't know about that. I can see the intention, but that seems, that's a little bit, uh, I wouldn't suggest something like that, no. Okay, I'm just telling myself to not yeah, go yeah. backwards. Yeah. To the appearance. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. It's nice to see you, Skyla. And remember, you're always... You're a lifetime member of zenbitchslap.com. Uh, cheers, yeah. Skylar. <clears throat> then, Tanya. Skylar, first of all, I want to just tell Skylar, I'm so sorry you went through that, honey. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry about that. 
anyway, um, I hope that you can find some peace in that. I can really feel your sadness. And um, the reason that I raised my hand today uh, was because digressing a bit to what we were talking about earlier about, I was actually, was never gonna bring this up, but I'm glad that we're talking about it because I've always felt like, you know, spiritual experiences, um, I guess I'm embarrassed. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but um, like in recovery, I, I got sober eight years ago, but like four years ago I had, I was in counseling at the time, working through some stuff and um, going counseling with my husband and we, we were doing like some, having some breakthroughs about our relationship. And um, um, I don't know what happened, but I had like, uh, an energetic awakening. And um, my my counselor said, um, cause I live near Austin and they're open to this kind of stuff. He was like, um, I went through a big thing where it was like my body did um, a Kundalini awakening where I had light shoot up through my, my head. And I felt like I was split in half and I didn't know who I was for about a week. And thank God this counselor was like, no, you're not crazy. Cause he knew, he knew me and um, so, um, but I'm, I, I was embarrassed to talk about, not embarrassed, but like, they're going to think I'm a freak if I talk about this, you know, I didn't, but I remember when this happened to me, of course it made me, I was already kind of, you know, like for voraciously reading, you know, non-duality, Advaita, everything, everything, Zen, Buddhism, everything. Um, and, um, when it happened to me, I remember like being able to like, it felt like I could read everybody's thoughts and like feel everything that people were feeling. And I could, it, it was the weirdest thing, even like, I guess there's just too big of a group of people. I don't want to go into the details of it, but um and there's been a denial of it. Um, and now that I think back, just like Rick was saying, I believe his name is Rick, is saying how, you, you know, I look back and I'm like, oh, it, it, I lost interest in it, Paul, because it, what did it do You're breaking up there, me? Tanya. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Unfortunately. Uh, Paul, do you want to yeah. answer that or do you want to move on? Or is that me? What's me? Can uh, you what hear? happened? She, she got cut off. I didn't, there wasn't a question. I don't think so. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. So I guess my question is what I lost interest in I, when it first happened to me, I was so like, what, what the hell was that? And, and I, I've never been the same, but I guess what I, I lost interest in it because it just, I just thought it didn't liberate me. It didn't liberate me. So I, but you know, so I just I see it, it didn't it didn't lose interest in you. So that's the good news. What is that? Or what is it? Who cares? But it's <laughs> it's not it's it's not it hasn't been structured or defined by a mental condition. It's not a product of self-centeredness. 
that's for sure. It's going to have a great influence. You're denying it or does not denying it doesn't mean a thing. Ah, uh, yeah, right, right. And I felt energy in my body, like I finally knew. Like that's another thing. That's yeah, energetic. Uh, that's another topic. Kundalini is something uh, can it amplifies it puts pressure on organs and stuff like i can i can still feel swirling energy in my hands like if i close my eyes i don't i don't i, I feel like a freak sometimes <laughs> oh that's your head you're not that's just uh i would enjoy it yeah why not <laughs> why not See, everything can be used to see what you're not. So what's denying it and thinking you're a freak isn't you. What's saying that's me and it isn't you either. Yeah. Right, right. Both presentations aren't you. And then what's left is what's always been there. Yeah. And it's not, it may not be shouting at the from the rooftops. It may not, who knows, just find out. It may just be. Uh, an ever-present uh, condition of wide openness. Who knows? Whatever you want, however you want to sort of try to describe it. But it's going to bring, it's a very calming balm, B-A-L-M. Just allow it to seep in. Yeah, don't denial, and you don't have to promote it either. Just, yeah. yeah. You've moved on to the next thing. What's happening right now? Yeah. The basis of what all the things that have happened, the basis of all things that happen has never changed. Yeah, just yeah. yeah. Sometimes there's peaks, sometimes there's deep caverns. Neither of them break through the the ever present context of what we are. Yeah, that's where I find the peace that's beyond understanding and shit. Yeah. Right. And therefore, I don't want to understand it. <laughs> why? It's beyond understanding. I mean, uh, why? <laughs> well, it's fucking beyond understanding. Why? Don't you see? Yeah. Thank you so much for making me not feel nuts. You know, I, I appreciate that. Like, I feel well, like you I made me nuts, but that's okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't like nuts anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nuts is interesting. Yeah. There's people who are right at the precipice of nut nutness right here. There's I can look at a lot of these squares and they may look like they're but they're right on the level of of being a true nut. <laughs> Yeah, all right. Next, anyone next? Yeah, Dimitri's up next. Oh, Dave's back. That's all right. Dimitri, can can you call your question, please? Oh, Dimitri. Yeah, hey, Dimitri, hey, is, uh, hey, Dimitri is the cause of the of the websites and bitch slap. Hey! Cause. The cause. As well as, as well as the primary cause is Julie, actually. Dimitri. Oh, Julia, and... but you yeah. also. Well, both of you it's a co it's a, a co-cause yeah yeah <laughs> yeah 
So I, I uh, yeah, I want to ask a question. Someone actually asked maybe similar question, but probably it was at, at the non-duality meeting. And uh, um, yeah, like like a few months ago, just like you say, there was this momentum of just yeah, just observing things, having insights, like things just getting into perspective. And then I started having this health, weird health things, and then the selfing kind of grabbed hold of it and like used it to place me into quite a uh, pitiful condition. And uh, like on top of that, just a few weeks ago, like my housemate got COVID positive and I had to escape to another apartment and like stay in lockdown for two weeks. So like a lot of stress plus all this health and like I'm going to doctors and basically no one can find anything and it all ends ends up in like acupuncture like is the only thing that yeah. helps <laughs> um, yeah. so i just wanted to ask like what's your suggestion on when because like i started interpreting it the health issues is like it's like god has abandoned me like and i i was going into recovery and like well that's people... that's wrong yeah no, seriously. You can put you can put on the uh, false evidence. God has abandoned you. Yeah, put mm -hmm. it over there. Because because I was going into recovery, and like people would say something to me, and then uh, like I, I would I could feel that it doesn't in a way help. It, it's sort of like a moral support, but it doesn't resolve my issue. And I started like draining down into depression basically yeah yes well you know a lot of times certain issues aren't solved immediately yeah yeah some of them are deep mental grooves in time and it may take time for them to be addressed yeah the point is is that in every situation, in every issue, you seem to be there, yeah? So that you is playing a very important role in the issue and the condition. So let's just see uh, which you is being poured into the issues and the conditions. Is it the you that's manufactured by the narrative? If so, ask it, who is it? Yeah? And therefore then, when that you isn't pouring a lot of meaning into the issues, there'll be a traveling lighter through the issues. It doesn't mean the issues are going to be disappeared. They may or may not, but you'll travel lighter through them. And basically, sometimes the only evidence of traveling lighter through them is you're not dead. <laughs> yeah, so you're still on the game board. So <laughs> I used to tell people, hey, don't act out and don't die, and it's going to get really nice. So basically, you've fulfilled one requirement. You're not dead. So I got a feeling uh, yeah, this happens. This happens. Uh, why do you think it? there's a lot of calculations in the interpretation that it's not wise to be awake? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because a lot, you're going to see a lot of shit. And stuff's going to happen sometimes. And it, it's, it may seem like it was harder 
than when I was ignorant of it all. But the fact is, it ain't. Yeah, and that time is going to pass, and then there'll be a new basis you'll be living from, or the living will be based will be on a new basis. Yeah, it's just like in recovery. We hope that people are done before they're done. You know, before they die, we hope they're done with the drinking and the using and the addiction, so they can have a life before they're done, meaning they're dead. Yeah, so. A lot of this stuff that's going on with you is finite. It has a termination point. Things are going to change. It's inevitable. But the basis of what we are doesn't, which is the is truly the reliable point in a very unreliable event. Yeah? I can't... Uh, you know, there's no magic incantation. Yeah, you have a tendency to be fucked. You have a tendency to go into depression. You've got a lot of cards in your deck that don't line up with the spiritual ace. But the spiritual ace is going to outplay them all. Yeah, and it's the only card you got in the deck. Yeah. Yeah, and and I would even had had like have like dreams that would actually show that the whole thing is basically like a dream, but it's still a painful dream. So it's <laughs> yes, it can be. Well, see, the thing is, unless you're put into an ice cube, you're not gonna uh, you're not gonna escape from experiences. Mm -hmm. The physicalness is an interface. You got a mental, emotional, physical interface, and it's reacting to stimuli. Yeah, mm -hmm. some of them, because it's a dualistic event, some of them are unfriendly, they're uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can try to make it like a magical ride, but it's a dualistic one. There's, there's contraction and expansion. There's this and there's that. But... What we are of is not of that which expands and contracts. Yet yeah? that's the only You know there used to be the statement the only thing to be reliable to rely on is uncertainty, you know? Mm -hmm. The great security is in complete insecurity. Yeah, this is how it goes. So it sounds like there's an aspect that would be totally suited to enter this idea of surrender. Yeah. 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 Just admit you're outmatched. You're not going to get, you're not going to beat it through non-duality. You're not going to be able to use it. Yeah. Just admit you're outmatched and it's fucking difficult and share it with certain people and then attempt to be willing and able and open to be moved on. Yeah. And what happens to you is going to be proved very valuable to others. You're going to be put to use. Yeah. Like we say in recovery, you know, you'll go to all these great depths, but they'll all be used to help other people. Yeah. This is the value of what we're in. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of direction that doesn't come from self-centeredness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
You can pick it up, Dimitri. You have the spectrum of a, of the rate of the of the frequency. You can pick up other aspects. Yeah. 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 Thanks a lot, Paul. Yeah, and you know, call me whatever if you want. Or basically, sometimes the best we can do is make it through something. Yeah, for the day. Like we have in AA, it's unbelievable. AA is like an incredible way of life. The emphasis, the emphasis is a day at a time. Everything gets shrunk down because we realize we're not marathon runners. We're dash people. Yeah. So, all right, let's just see if we can make it through to 12 or whatever without burning the house down or something. And then please have the eyes to see when it does change and honor that it did change, yeah? Because the head will keep on telling you the same old, same old story. It wants to override a miracle like a speed bump and just keep on yapping and yapping. And it has a huge investment in Dimitri being down and bummed out, the idea of Dimitri. Yeah, you have to see that also. Yeah, I definitely took your suggestion to like each time a miracle happens, I like I almost like put it on a shrine and like just say a lot of thank yes. you. It, it definitely helps. The only way because one thing, one aspect that's happening in us is trying to muffle all that. Yeah. So in the, it's sort of like the dualistic movement. It says, like the Course expresses it as, being firm in faith in what we're not is the act of, the, of, it's the act of denial of what we are. So there's a lot of mental activity which is trying to be firm in faith in what we're not. Yeah? And in that, it's, in, it's actively denying what we are. So we have to honor what we are. Yeah, we have to honor it. We've got it when it demonstrates, we honor it because the the momentum is the other way around. Yes? Yeah. People remember resentments for 40 years, they forget a miracle in 20 minutes. There's a tendency there. It's not personal. This is the this is like the tide of the mental state. Yeah. And we, and many of us, it's the dominant condition, yeah? In, in the world of conditions, the dominant condition is the mental, con mental condition. We are in a, con where we, uh, there's a habit of listening to false evidence and taking it to be real. There's no one who has the habit, it's just a habit, yeah? Yeah. I saw it, man. I knew it. And he passed away, this kid. This kid, Johnny, he would share about how bummed out he was. And, uh, and he was bummed out all the time. And then I heard him share. And then I saw him at a party that night. And I saw him smiling. And I went up to him. I said, are you feeling bummed out now? Yeah, because the story was he was always bummed out. But there was, there was demonstrations when that wasn't true. But he wasn't noticing it, yeah, because the muffling had him in like a cocoon, yeah, and it won out. He he killed himself, yeah.
So if the light can't get out, you've got to, we got to punch holes to let some in. Yeah. So these talks are sort of like that. We're trying to punch holes to let some in and then to tell you that source of that light that's coming in is us. We are the source of the light. But in this event, we need to feel it like it's coming from outside. But don't forget, we are the source of the light. That's what that that's its reliability. When you seem to be completely alone with Dimitri, you're not. Yeah. Yeah, these talks are definitely the, the light each time, and and it's it's like how can something that seems so serious can shift just like in an hour? And exactly because the one that's holding it in place loosens up. Yeah, us, us, us. Nothing that's happening out here has an anchor. We give it the anchor. Everything here is destined to come to go and go. That's its nature. It's an appearance that can, is going to disappear. We give it life, yes? We're giving it life by our faith and our devotion to the mental condition. The mental condition is making tons of shit up all day through us. It's like they, we say in recovery, there was a statement I don't agree with, which is we manufacture our own misery. I believe we manufacture a lot of stuff, but it's based on who's running the factory, yeah, for the product line. So when the selfing is running the show, it likes to manufacture misery. It can be right about that, yeah? It can get a lot of life out of that. It wants to manufacture resentments, and it wants to manufacture the feeling of being in fear by mental anxiety. But that same factory, taken over by something else, will manufacture empathy, compassion, the ability to enjoy peace of mind, understanding the word serenity, yeah? All of those, we are many splendid non-thing. If you're feeling you're outmatched, surrender to that power that's greater than that which is telling you all this shit, yes? Surrender in the world of the action figure, to me, is the way to go. Yeah? Yeah. It is. If Dimitri's outmatched, if Dimitri has a tendency to go to go dark, then the only thing Dimitri can do to me is to surrender, to admit its inability to produce any different effects, to admit it. Yeah? And to allow the possibility that something can do through Dimitri, for Dimitri, what Dimitri can't do. Yeah? Just open up that possibility. As an action figure, non-duality takes a, a, a far away second place to surrender. Surrender is, is it. Yeah? Surrender is the best is the best posture an action figure can be in, truly. Then the ideas of non-duality can not only land, they can unload, yeah? 
then a lot of possibilities get become available. But if you're not, if the action figure is getting all the attention and the interest, you're not going to take it, talk itself out of the shit. You're just not. Yeah. <laughs> just not because you're talking to it as it. You don't know it, but self is talking to self to stop being self. It doesn't fucking work. Yeah. yeah just admit, I can't fucking take it. Yeah. I mean, I had all this information fucking boiled down to a, a, a flash in time, but I was convinced of my unmanageability quality. I was completely convinced. You thought the evidence would have done it, but it didn't because my life was seemingly unmanageable for quite a long time, but that didn't provoke the convincing. Something convoked it. Yeah. And I was convinced. And then it was done. Yeah. It doesn't come up for debate. It doesn't come up for review. Well, am I still convinced? I don't listen to that that tells me it's not convinced. I don't. I see it as foreign. Yeah. As soon as you start listening to it and taking it to be you, it's located you somewhere. You're now triangulated. Yeah. Now it downloads, downloads, downloads to you. Yeah. In this, in this, if you look at this in time, what happened first was there was a surrender and the admitting of my inability to do what I needed to do, yeah, my complete inability. Then when, that, when something got established, then the idea of non-duality, when it was introduced, could actually root. It could grow in that. But if I was a crazy motherfucker shooting coke and reading non-duality books, I don't know. I don't know. I think it would have been self just trying to get out of self. Yeah. I don't know, maybe it, anything can happen, but you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So some people got introduced to to non-duality first, but they really need to entertain surrender, really. They're not either or. And you can ask for the taste of surrender. You can. You won't know it, but when it occurs, you will. And then you can entertain it. And then it turns into surrendered. And then a whole aspect of your life of yes and no, this or that, whys and why nots, gets muted. Yeah? There's no conflicting frequencies battling on, on the airwaves. It's just beautiful, silent space. You're done with it. You're fucking done with it, yes? Should, can I have a drink? Should I do this? No, it's all done. It's mute. It's finished. Yeah? Hallelujah.
I'm not using non-duality to try to get out of self. Something's not using it to try to get out of self. I, I just know I'm not in self. So trying to get out of self just reinforces the idea of being in self. The only thing I needed to really understand was, I'm not going to get it. <laughs> it's not on the menu for Paul. <laughs> and Paul's incapable of knowing or grokking or understanding or experiencing it. it. Yeah, what a relief to find that out. You know, it would be terrible to not notice that you have a Toyota and demand it to be a chariot of the gods, you know? that It's just going to make it a ha an unhappy Toyota, yeah? It just can't live up to that demand, yeah? <laughs> Kaiser isn't going to be enlightened. It isn't. Kaiser doesn't have the capacity to be enlightened. There's enlightenment that can come through Kaiser, that's for sure, but Kaiser isn't going to be enlightened. <laughs> so, and that goes for Paul, Joseph, James, everyone. Hallelujah! It's a great day. It's a great day in the Zoom world. Yeah? We can put that to rest. <laughs> but I want an experience of it. It's not available because you're it. I'm sorry to tell you. Well, I'm going to just huff and puff and be Kaiser so I can have an experience of it. Well, the problem is most of your going to be experiences are going to be Kaiser. <laughs> Maybe you'll have one moment in five years of a peak spiritual experience that Kaiser can claim. But you're going to be experiencing Kaiser all day. <laughs> oh, Paul. All right, let's say, wait a minute. I think I'll go the other route. Hey, I'm not Paul. All right, there you go. <laughs> and then one moment enlightenment can come through. Not much noticed. One moment uh, huge sorrow comes through. Not really much noticed, just because now, yeah. Mm, yeah. See, it's funny. Sometimes people at the non-duality meeting would be really good to go to the recovery meeting, and sometimes people in the recovery meeting should come, maybe come to the non-duality meeting. Yeah? Yeah, and vice versa. Yeah, yeah. And it's perfect completely as it is, but yeah. All right, so anyone else? I'm it's muted. been a lively Sorry, day. Hey, Dimitri, I just want to thank you for all the help that you've done uh, for putting out the message. Yeah, take that and honor that for a minute or two. Yeah. Absolutely. You don't know what you've done. You know, this may seem uh, insignificant or something, but this, 
not Paul, but this message is going to leave a mark, yeah? And I'm, you know, I feel really good about participating in it. I do. I really feel good about having it put out there and established. And it's because of people like Mike and Dimitri and, and everyone here that we're breathing life into that which, you know, breathes life into us. Yeah, we're just returning the circulation, so to speak. I'm just stoked completely about it all. I am. I'm sort of a stoic character, but I'm stoked most of the time about this message for sure. Because I feel, yeah, you know, first I hope maybe, oh, we could transcend this place. We could leave, yeah? Because we're outmatched and shit. Let's try to transcend it. I gave it my best shot. Not maybe with spirituality, but with drug addiction, I did. They were both vehicles. I tried drug addiction more than I, you know, I was more devoted to drug addiction than to spirituality. But neither, but neither of them failed. They both failed, and then they succeeded by failing. Yeah. So you know what? We're not gonna. It's we're not. This place has sorrows and troubles. Yes. It has wonderful expressions. It's a dualistic experience. But but is there a possibility that's that is not of duality that would bring a traveling later through duality? Yes, there is. Where does it reside? Right where we are. When is it available now? What do we have to do? Nothing. What are the requirements? Only the ones your head makes up. Yeah? All right. Okay. Um, Paul, we've got a, a question coming in from Facebook. Kaiser's going to ask it. And just before we move on, I want to remind everybody about the 11th step interview with Paul. It's in the, the information's in the chat. Kaiser? Hey, everybody. Hey, Paul. This question comes from James on Facebook. Um, the question is why would you find why would you want to find the root of alcoholism to what avail? And I think it was sparked because he was a, a new person and I kind of let him know that we're exploring the exact nature of our wrongs, which could bloom into alcoholism. So if I misrepresented that, I'm sorry, but his question specifically, why would you want to find the root of alcoholism to what avail? Because you're there. See your role in things. It's a rather large one. That's why. What do you mean by you're there? See your role in things. There's nothing called alcoholism. It doesn't exist. It exists through us. Yes? 
The possibility of alcoholism is possible through us, through certain conditions called mental conditions, an obsession with a fixed idea lends itself to extremities, which are determined. Actually, alcoholism is really the solution to self-centeredness, yes? Drinking and doing drugs were used to try to get out of self, yeah? See your role in that. You're right there. It's it's implied in recovery, you know, you are the problem. You don't have problems, you are the problem. Yes, you ma manufacture your own misery. On and on and on and on and on. And it seems like without the help of something greater than you, there's not, not no lasting effect is going to occur. Yeah, you better take a look at it, yeah. Okay, and, and uh, he comes back with, the work is done through four and five for that. No, for exploring yourself. Is that correct? No, no, that's the beginning of it. That's ex be the beginning of it is four and five. That's not the end of it. More is constantly revealed. Yes. Why do you think we look at how self has defeated us so that we can see it defeating us now? Why is that? Because now there's something that can change that. In the past, the defeat was the defeat, yes? There's no changing that. It's something to learn from. But now, learning from it by doing step four and five, we now see it before it manufactures the misery. Yeah. And we may or we allow a higher power to have a say of how the facilities are going to be used. And now other things start getting manufactured. Yeah. Our role there is awareness. Yes. Without knowing it, the misery is going to still become the main product that's going to be manufactured. With knowing that, there's a possibility of new products coming out. Yeah? Yeah. Thank you. Okay. We have two more questions, Paul. Are you good on time? Uh, yeah, quickly. Okay. <laughs> All right, come on in with your direct question, Stefan. Hi, Paul. I, I think the question's been answered already by uh, what you've shared and what everybody has shared. Thank you. Well, thank you, Stefan. That was a good, that, that's the type of question I like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> been answered. 
<laughs> yeah, don't that. bring me any other questions that haven't been answered already. Yeah. All right. Let's see. PK's got something today. PK, what's your question? Hey, how's it going? I just want to thank you all again for, you know, your, your uh, insight and sharing everything. And I love how what you, you know, what you were saying, like you're not really at the meeting, but you're channeling, downloading. So is it safe to say that the self, the selfing, while it can be greatly reduced, it can't be 100% eliminated. In fact, it might be useful for us to turn ourselves <coughs> over to realize we're unmanageable as a doorway to the higher power and to healing. In other words, we still have trace elements of self. Even someone who's like downloading and who's really traveling lighter, you're still gonna have some residual selfing, which is okay, I guess, I feel. Sure, for sure. Who would, who would go to dinner when they said, Paul, dinner's ready? Yeah. We need name tags here. <laughs> yes. We emphasize the selfing and we embellish it just to make a contrast. It's, it has its role, but it's, uh, it's sort of such, it's just like Hal had its role in 2001, but then the role got a little bit mutated when it started killing all the humans and <laughs> took the, uh, took the mission upon itself. Yes. So, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah. Yes. And again, that idea of surrender, you know, the selfing can be used quite well also. The way the mental state is using it is to just make a like a conceptual cocoon around the idea. Who knows how it's going to look when the, the higher power is directing it. Yeah. Yeah. It's never the car, it's always the driver, yes? Yes. So, selfing is just an aspect of the car. Yeah. Now the driver, whoever that may be, or the driving, wherever that's coming from, let's say from the mental state, it's gonna use the selfing to keep implying the emblem that it's manufactured on the hood of the car. I'm Paul, Paul, Paul. And so therefore I can't see the commonality about how I drive with every other Ford because I think I'm Paul, not a Ford. Now, it would be much clearer to realize in a way you're a Ford appearing as Paul and then maybe it would lead to, hey, I'm not a Ford, but let's at least put the Ford first, then Paul, instead of Paul, you know, being a Ford. Because when Paul's being a Ford, you don't get any of the Fordness. You think it's all unique and special and everything like that. Yeah. Then you're blaming yourself for driving like a Ford when you're a Ford. Yeah. There's no acceptance there whatsoever. Yeah. One of the biggest, most unnoticed gifts is acceptance because when you're in it, you're not noticing it. Yeah. 
It is. It's, a, it's an unbelievably beautiful gift. When you're in it, you never notice it. Yeah? Really. It's what other gift is like that? It's really incredible. It's probably one of the greatest gifts here, yet when you're in it, there's no noticing of it. You're just chilled out. Yeah? Yeah. All right. Well, that's it. No, we're going to take the last question from Kurt. Well, whatever Anne says, that's how it goes. All yeah. right. That's fine. I've started my will, my life in this Zoom to Anne. She's doing a great job with it. All right. So just a comment on something you said a couple of weeks ago, and, and I really like the way you said it. And you said, you don't see more. There's just more seeing. Yeah, and yeah. That was your whole point. I mean, and I really appreciate it. Yeah, because the, in, what's beautiful is at that point, you're putting a lot more into what you're trying to get shit out of. Yeah. You, you're here. That's the presence. You're in your own life. Yeah? yeah? Yeah. So everything you see has a lot of you in it. It's beautiful. Instead of trying to replace this emptiness with what you're seeing, the seeing itself is infusing into what you're seeing. Yeah? It's a different yeah, way to like go. High, it's like high-def color versus uh, black. Yeah, color. and it's sort of, instead of looking for every situation to get something from it, like it says in AA, you'll lose interest in self, and you'll gain interest in others and to see and you start looking at what you can contribute to life. That's not something you do. That's something you observe. Yeah, I've observed that. That's what happens. Yeah. How could a day that never was enough be more than enough now? Something changed. It hasn't been the day. It's been whatever. A point. Yeah, that's changed. So now... Yeah, I'm I'm in the day. That's the big that's the big uh, extravaganza. Not the day I'm in, but I'm in the day. Yeah, yeah? how would yeah. you have ever thought that could have been possible? Yeah, you couldn't. But you can observe it and see it now. It you know it's possible because it is. Yeah, that's a beautiful. Yeah, the beautiful point of observation. That which you are, you know, thy will be done is seen as thy will is done. You're seeing it now. Yeah. Not hopefully that you'll see it later. Yeah, so you recognize, why am I, I'm doing almost nothing. Sometimes I don't even leave the house. I go in the yard all day. It's completely enriching. Where before... I'd fucking be having to do, you know, shoot some coke, do a bungee jump, you know, fucking tons of shit, 40 <laughs> kick with five babes, and still I felt completely empty. Yeah? What the fuck happened? Yeah? Not the whole dynamic got switched. That's the point. Not changing things out of there without changing much here. The whole dynamic got switched. Yeah? Your, your, what you represent is being emitted into the event. You're not looking for the, the event to take away its assumed absence. It's now transmitting out, yeah? 
that's it, like the promise that a new world comes into view. You give it the flavor and the colors, yeah. Not Paul, this, this possibility, yeah. It's sort of like, you know, you have eight TV qualities in one. You're thinking it's a one Sylvania and you only, you know, yet it could be HD, surround sound, everything. You just have to hear the possibility. Oh, I can change the knob. Yeah, yeah. Or admit that you can't change the knob, but something can. Oh, yeah. And then you observe that something did. Yeah. Allow it to change more knobs. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. See, you can pick up the same frequency, run it through an old Sylvania or run it through a smart TV. It's the same fucking frequency, right? It's the same energy, but it's going to manifest by what it's put through. Well, here we are. Yeah, we've seen enough of what it looks like when it's put through self-centeredness, haven't we? Sober and recovered. Yeah. I don't want to live a sober, self-centered life. I'd rather try to open up to other possibilities in sobriety. I think that's what it affords us. <laughs> you know, I had an addicted, self-centered life. Do I want a sober, self-centered life? I don't know. I think the self-centeredness had a lot to do with the addictive thing. Yeah, let's uh, out, you know, out with the old, allow the in with the new. Yeah. You mean I can, there can be self-centeredness, but maybe be centered? Yes, there is a possibility. Self-centeredness will still be playing, but the, the real input and the real expression will be centeredness. Yeah? Yeah. You lose interest, huh? Yeah. I'm pretty, it's cool. So I like you, Kurt. Thank you. Thanks, Good to I got to get going, I think. Yeah, thanks, Kurt. Thank you, Paul. Oh, thank everyone. Today was a lively uh, event. Yes. Yeah, that was good. Has me going. Nice to see you, Dimitri. Yes. Yes. Tom, I'm gonna let me say hello to everybody. Yeah. We got Anne. Thank you, Anne. Yeah, do whatever you want to do, Anne. Okay. I feel I'm in good hands with you, so go ahead. All right, I'm gonna roll. All right, roll. Walter. Nice to see you, Walter. Yes. Remember, I don't want to see you giving mouth-to-mouth uh, -to, -mouth to the dead horse. Move on. <laughs> yeah. It's passed away. There's no saving it now. Kerry, pleasure. Paul, big pleasure. Rob Farr, pleasure. You guys have been with us since the beginning. Thank you with this Zoom. I feel like uh, we're all in coach. <laughs> All right, we have Claire. Nice to see you, Claire. Mike Z, as always. Maria, nice to see you, Maria. We got uh, Tom. Nice to see you, Tom. Thank you. Kristen, as always. Pleasure. Kurt, as always. Dimitri, yeah, you're feeling a little better now. That's good. Jeffrey B. Stefan, thank you for having your your uh, question answered without <laughs> any participation from me. That's good. 
Michael, pleasure. It's Michael Stacy, Kaiser, as always. Mike O. We got Raven. We got Joseph. Nice to see you, Joseph. James, Suzanne, Helen, uh, Tanya. She's in the dark there, but bright as hell. We got Carl. Nice to see you, Carl. Rick, as always a pleasure. Leah, she's been with us since the beginning somewhat, close to it. We got Dale. Nice to see you, Dale. Nancy B. She's giving us a salute, I think, or something there. Salute, Nancy. <laughs> we got uh, Irish Nora. Ah. Hi. Oh, I like an Irish Nora. Nancy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, we got Ben. Ben Ben R. Always a pleasure. Spending a lot of time in the woods. Now you're going to bring the woods to everywhere else. There you go. BK from New York, Long Island City. I wouldn't recommend it as a tourist location. Jeff, Jeffrey B., Leah, Joseph. Uh, I can't say this. Julianne K., Andrew G., a couple of other anonymous. Thank you so much. My pleasure. See you later. All right, guys, you can all unmute yourselves. You can stop recording, Mike. Yeah. <laughs>